This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you at 8am to keep you up to date with all of the world of Arsenal Transfer News. Plenty to talk about across the weekend and some big news regarding some big Brazilian players. One of which looks to be very much so on his way to Arsenal with another possibly soon to follow as well. We're going to be talking about all that and more in today's show, of course, doing the usual Q&A series as well in the second half. If you haven't already done so, drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Without further ado, let's say good morning to people joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good and well today. Mark, good morning to you, to Matt G, to AFC West Mids, Hollywood, Aussie. Good morning, guys. Brad, Baldev, uh, Paul, Peter, uh, and Tom, hope you're all doing good and well, guys. Uh, and I hope you've enjoyed a fantastic weekend, as well as the rest of you, of course, too. Or I can't unfortunately say good morning to everybody, but uh, I'm looking forward to really going through a lot of the questions in the second half, especially. But we kick off, as always, by telling you to go and subscribe to the Arsenal way. I'll be live over there at 10 a.m. as usual every single weekday morning, UK time. Um, and we're on our way over there to 15,000 subs now. I know it says 12.2 there, but we're nearly at 15,000, which is crazy. Uh, so thank you so much for the continued support on both channels as per. So we'll be live over there, as I say, at 10 a.m. Now, our first story is a good one for Arsenal, as Mike Riley is set to step down as the head of the PGMOL. Uh, he is to be replaced by Howard Webb, who, of course, I know a lot of people will have their reservations about. But if we're being very frank, the officiating in England has been absolutely horrific. And uh, this is a move that will hopefully bring more accountability, will remove the protection that there has been so heavily for referees underperforming. And it's... You know, fingers crossed we'll bring more diversity as well to uh, the roster of referees. Uh, I know that this is something that I care a lot about and a lot of people do as well. Um, and we just want to see more representation across, you know, the the officials. You can't have the best of the best if we don't give more opportunities to other people uh, from other diverse backgrounds. And I think that we need to see a lot more of that. 
as well in uh, those representing the officials in the Premier League. So fingers crossed we can see that happen. And Mike Riley stepping down is definitely a good move uh, for the world of football. English football at least. Now, Daniel Ballard's move to Burnley has unfortunately broken down. Arsenal were set to receive around £2 million and a clause which would have seen them have the ability to match any possible bids that came in for Daniel Ballard in the future. He spent last season on loan with Millwall before Blackpool the year before that. Um, but unfortunately, terms could not be agreed. Uh, and therefore, despite being up and in Burnley to complete his move, that has now um, certainly fallen away. And I'm looking forward to seeing Ballard back at the club, to be honest, just to see what he can do. But I would still be surprised to see him, um, you know, stay at the club next season. There's just too much competition. Saliba and Wyatt and Holding, Gabriel and maybe Martinez next season. And Ballard just will not have that space um, to develop and grow at Arsenal. Maybe alone again, um, but I, you know, I just think that we need to see uh, him flourish and get a chance to go somewhere else. But the idea of having kind of this uh, option to, to match a bid, I wouldn't describe it as a first refusal clause. It's slightly different to that. It just gives Arsenal the ability to be made aware of any possible future bids um, and, and then go and match that. It's not like Arsenal could be left in the dark about future uh, interest from other teams and they would be given the opportunity to compete for his signing. In the future, Edu trying to work there to improve the way in which we're selling players, which has always been a really big part of the club's failings in the last decade or so. So that's good. Now, Hector Bellerin is due to return. Um, in fact, today is the day that Arsenal's first team squad, those that were not on extended holiday for the international break, will return to the team for pre-season. Hector Bellerin is part of that group. You know, he wasn't playing with the Spanish national side. He will return to Arsenal for pre-season along with a number of other players um, that have not obviously been playing with their international teams. Um, there is still interest from Hector, uh, from Real Betis. There's interest from Roma and Atletico Madrid. But so far, no deal has been struck at all. And so uh, at the moment, uh, he, like the others, will come back to the club and be part of the group uh, as they prepare for the German training camp, which they are set to depart for at the start of July with the game against Nuremberg a week on Friday. Uh, so let's see what happens with Hector Bellerin. But at the moment, he will return to the club today, which is uh, good news and also a little bit concerning. Uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles is another player that is also due to return, despite, of course, being linked to a number of clubs, most notably uh, Nottingham Forest. Uh, he has, as of yet, still to sort out his future and is due also, like Bellerin, to return to the club and join up with the team for pre-season. Uh, the interest from Roma uh, just completely evaporated throughout the course of uh, his tenure there. And now Nottingham Forest appear to be the number one team interested in the player. Um, but that return to pre-season, whether or not that changes things for his future, we'll have to wait and see. But he only has the one year left on his contract. Now, William Saliba, uh, according to a former colleague of mine, Chris Wheatley, uh, reported that positive trans uh, contract talk, sorry, are currently ongoing. Uh, there is no intention from Arsenal to allow Saliba to leave. There was that bid that supposedly came in from Marseille at around 25 million euros. That might be enough to get you his right leg. But beyond that, I don't think it's going to get you much more. So William Saliba is expected to rejoin the club after his extended holiday. He, of course, did play with France over the international games. And therefore, it is unlikely that he will return uh, today or very soon, unless he's got that kind of intention as some players do to return early from their holidays. Although I'm very much an advocate of saying players need to take all the holiday 
that they can get because they have a ridiculous schedule to come back to. Um, but yeah, Saliba's contract talks said to be going positively is the quote to bring you this morning, which is some really positive news for the player. We're moving to potential ins, and Arsenal and Manchester United have both held a meeting with Lissandra Martinez's representatives. Um, a deal for the player is being pushed for by Arsenal. They, of course, see him as their primary target. Fabrizio Romano said that Arsenal are, quote, on it regarding the player. The price tag has, as we know, gone up to the £42 million figure. Quite a lot of money for a player that isn't necessarily coming in with a guaranteed starting spot. Uh, with Gabriel Magalhaes, of course, the current left-sided centre-back. But he can play in defensive midfield and at left-back as well. Would offer Arsenal plenty. And Arsenal have plenty of games that they're going to be playing between now and the end of the season. I would love to see the Butcher, as he is known, join the club uh, as soon as feasibly possible. But it's one that we'll, of course, be keeping track of and updating you on as we move forwards. Moving on to our next story, and Gabriel Jesus, we can confirm, will join Arsenal. Um, a deal was agreed with the players' camp. Uh, he will earn upwards of £190,000 per week, joining Arsenal in a £45 million deal from Manchester City, becoming the club's uh, near highest, uh, I believe Partey's on the £190,000 to £200,000 per week mark, but he will become one of, if not the highest earner at the club, um, most likely followed by a potential deal for Rafinha. We'll talk more about that in a second. But this deal is, as Fabrizio says, here we go right now. Um, full confirmation is expected this week. Uh, when this will be announced officially on the website, we're unsure. He is still away with uh, his family on holiday. He has just, of course, had uh, a baby, uh, which obviously will affect his ability to come back, I would imagine, and it should, obviously, uh, to kind of complete any kind of... Um, the snaps and the pictures and the, you know, all that sort of thing. So we can expect him to return fairly soon. As I said, preseason does start today, but he will likely return in about a week's time to the club. Probably next Monday is when he'll be expected to return to the club and start preseason. But this is obviously massive news for Arsenal. As I've said a number of times, don't let anyone tell you that this is not a good deal for the club. Gabriel Jesus has produced some brilliant numbers whilst at Manchester City in a team that you're never guaranteed starting minutes and for him to have returned the goals and assists that he has in the minutes that he's played and the opportunities he's been given across several different positions is startlingly good in my view and now given the opportunity to play consistently at number nine we might be able to see a brand new and even better version of the Gabriel Jesus that has been playing in Manchester for a number of years now. So some really, really solid news regarding Gabriel Jesus, and I look forward to seeing what he brings to Arsenal next season. Mikel Arteta has got the striker that he wanted. He's got the priority target. And for me, you know, I might have wanted the likes of Patrick Schick and et cetera, et cetera. But if the manager of the football club gets the primary target he is after, that can only be good news for him and for what he's trying to build at the club. No matter what we think of what targets we should have gone for, it's on him to deliver. And if he wants a certain player and gets them, then we'll be able to measure as best as we can the level of success capable under the current regime. So fantastic news regarding Gabriel Jesus. And we finish today's show with hopefully bringing you some more very soon indeed. Rafinha uh, continues to be very strongly linked with the move to Arsenal. Arsenal are said to be leading the race still at this point. But a report from Sports in Spain claimed yesterday that Arsenal had, quote, pulled out of a potential deal after securing Gabriel Jesus and that the player had been turning down all options from England 
with Barcelona still being his preference. Barca, of course, have been the player's preference for some time, but Barcelona are unable to move for Rafinha. He is still open to the idea of coming to Arsenal. That has not changed. And the report from Sport you should certainly be taking with a very large pinch of salt because Sport are effectively a mouthpiece for Barcelona and will be doing everything they can to try and help push a deal towards the Catalan side. Uh, In reality, as reported by a number of outlets, this is not the case. Arsenal have not pulled out of a possible race to try and sign Rafinha. He is not blocking calls from English teams at all, with both Chelsea and Tottenham also interested in signing Rafinha. Arsenal are set to have a meeting this week, according to Ben Jacobs of CBS Sports, with the players' representatives. And Fabrizio Romano, of course, reported this as well, as Arsenal returned to Leeds to try and agree on a figure. Leeds want a figure around £65 million, although there is a feeling that possibly a deal could be struck for around the £50 million figure. We'll have to wait and see what that happens. But there is a lot of positive news surrounding this deal towards Arsenal. Hopefully, it's a deal that can get done. A lot will obviously focus from Barcelona's perspective around Asmane Dembele and whether or not he stays at the team this season or not. If he does, it would become near impossible to see Rafinha moving to the Catalan side this summer. Arsenal still in pole position and aggressively challenging to try and get this deal done. Having now completed Gabriel Jesus, they can put even more resources into trying and focusing on getting this deal done. And that is ultimately the most of all of today's stories, as well, of course, across the weekend. We did do a number of shows over the weekend. If you want to go and check them out last night, we did a really good podcast with six of our members from our Discord server. We did a show with Ben Browning and a bit of a phoning show with some of the fans coming on talking about the line that Arteta supposedly has no excuses going into next season if he gets the players that he wants. And then back on Saturday, uh, we did a really good show with French, having a little bit of a laugh and a joke at our rivals questioning where on earth all the money in the world Arsenal are spending is coming from. That completes the first half of today's show, which means we're going to move on to the second half and go to your questions in the chat box. If you have indeed got any questions you'd like to throw in, now is the time to do that. And so we look forward to answering as many of those as we can after this very, very quick break. All right, then. Let's uh, let's tackle as many of these questions as we can as we try and go through what you guys are asking about. Uh, let's go to, let's scroll up a little bit because uh, I know I would have missed someone whilst I was rambling on just a second ago. Let's go to James who says, how many goals do we think Jesus will get in the Premier League? 15? Question mark. I think that's obviously a, a good target figure of what we need to try and look to for next season. 15 Premier League goals would be, I think, um, I think he's only achieved that once before, if that, um, in the league. So yes, 15 goals needs to be a real target for him next season, trying to get more than that, obviously. But I think 15 is probably a good benchmark with other goals coming from the likes of Saka, Martinelli, um, who knows, Fabio Vieira, maybe Rafinha as well next season too. Smith Rowe, of course, uh, getting involved with things too. Uh, let's go down to, let's go down a little bit further. Helia says, or Helia says, Jesus. Seems to be bought to be the main striker. But Jesus, as all that I know, is not a good header of the ball. How do you think this will affect the way Arsenal attacks? Whilst he's a main striker, and that's where he's certainly looking at, when he's given the opportunity to head the ball, I've seen him score a fair few headers. It's his positioning and jumping and, you know, just his traits as a to get into the position to head those crosses that is often something that isn't as threatening for a player like Jesus. He's better with the ball at his feet. 
But it's not to say that he can't head the ball, he can't score headers, because he has done. But I agree with you, that is not part of his game and that's not part of the big strengths I would put down to his game at all. And it won't be like we're bringing in Jesus to possibly be that guy that's going to you know, head the ball into the back of the net for us when we're putting loads of crosses in. That's just not going to happen. So I don't think it's necessarily going to affect the way Arsenal play too much. We are still going to put crosses into the box at times, especially when we're desperate, but maybe not specifically for Jesus. Let's, uh, let's go to Vinny. He says, would a front three of your preference be Jesus? Shik, Saka, excite you more than Saka, Jesus, Rafinha? Um, that's a really interesting question. I think with, obviously, Jesus, Shik, and Saka, it enables you to play three players that are more akin to playing in those positions. Jesus has played on the left and the right-hand side for City, as well as in the middle. And as talked about in the past, as we know, <clears throat> being a player that likes to play um, in wide positions, Shik is an out-and-out striker and a classic number nine, and it gives Saka the ability to play on the right-hand side as well. Excuse me, I'm still not 100% recovered, so I have tried uh, to stay as moisturized as possible um, with a fair few cups of water. Apologies. Uh, Matt G says, Tom, can you please ask Vinny what his thoughts are on the first refusal clause? <laughs> I'm assuming this is something that may have gone on in the Discord server, Matt, that I've completely missed. If you would like to join up as a member, uh, the link is in the description as always. Um, and last night we had six of our members come on the show for a great chat and conversation. So that is part of the perks of being a member of the channel. So do go check out the link in the link tree in the description. Yosef uh, says, what do you think about the idea of signing a cheap winger slash striker like an Emmanuel Dennis from Watford instead of Rafinha and then adding a six or an eight like Fabian Ruiz or Tielemans? I think Arsenal have the ability to obviously go out and sign a Rafinha, add, say, a Fabian Ruiz or a Tielemans and still do that. The striker position, I don't think Dennis necessarily offers us anything more than we've already got with Jesus and Ketia. I think if you wanted to bring in a cheap striker or a lone striker, we should probably be looking to bring someone in who's more of a plan B, target man style striker. I think that's going to give you more than what a Dennis would give you now that we've brought in both Jesus and we've renewed Enketia. Let's uh, let's go to uh, Addo. Says, morning, Tom. What do you think about uh, is more important as our next signing, Raf or Martinez? It's Martinez for me, and I agree with you. Martinez, I would rather see uh, as the priority of the players that we're being linked to right now. I think he would just offer us so much more next season. Um, kind of from that perspective, the, the amount of positions he, he, he kind of covers, the quality he's already got already. I think he also gives us the option to play a back three if we wanted to as well, a lot more comfortably than just Saliba does. I know Saliba's playing a back three. I know you could say Saliba, White, Gabriel. But I think Martinez is better as a left-sided centre-back and a back three than, say, Gabriel is. I know Saliba could obviously play that role too if we wanted him to. Uh, Dan says, Arteta gets slammed about the Willian signing, but now isn't getting the praise for this transfer window. Instead of getting behind him, we're starting that he's got no excuses. Is it too soon? Yes, it is. And this is why I did that show on, on Saturday. No, Saturday? Yesterday? One of the two days. Basically talking about this idea of Arsenal having no excuses. It was yesterday. And Arteta having no excuses. Why on earth do we want to pile the pressure on now? Like for now, we're in June. I'm sitting back and I'm watching them enjoying what transfer business Arsenal were trying to do and get done. When the season comes around, and if we start losing games, we can start applying the pressure. We can start criticizing. We can start saying what's going wrong and that it isn't good enough, et cetera, et cetera. I don't want that to happen. But if it does, that's when I'll start talking about it. I'm not going to sit in June and start saying, right, he's got no excuses now. This guy, you know, if he doesn't do this, he's got to go. Why? Why are we going to start screaming and whinging and whining in June about that? I want to go 
these are great signings. I'm really looking forward to the season. I can't wait to see what he sets up with. I can't wait to go to that game against Crystal Palace and see how we can get on. We lost 3-0 there last season. Yes, we didn't have some of our best players available to us in that game. But we can go into that Crystal Palace game, hopefully with plenty of confidence and a brand new side to try and tackle that fixture as well. So let's see indeed what does happen. Uh, Christos says, hey, Tom, are we getting a partner for Partey or is that going to be Lissandra Martinez? I think if we go in for a midfielder beyond Lissandra Martinez, it'll probably be later on in the transfer window. We have got priorities other than that position right now, which are obviously the right wing uh, and, and the left centre midfield kind of defensive midfield and left back and central defensive back cover in Martinez. So they're the priorities. But who knows? Maybe we'll still go in for a midfielder this window. Uh, Dave says, as Dan said last night regarding left field signings, who do you think could come out of nowhere like Vieira? It's it's impossible to answer the question, Dave, because, you know, Fabio Vieira wasn't on our radar. Uh, it wasn't someone we were talking about. It wasn't someone we thought was going to be signed. And it came out of nowhere. So it's impossible for me to say who. The, the, the answer, I think, would probably lean in towards one of two positions. One of them being a left-sided central midfielder and the other one being another striker, uh, maybe on a loan. That, that's really the only kind of surprise positions I can see happening. But who knows? Things change very quick and uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, Husky says, Tom, I'm seeing stuff saying Rafinha is all but done and could be announced as early as Tuesday. What's your take on these reports? Uh, that's obviously not something that's been credibly put out from what you would describe as credible sources. Um, let's wait and see. Let's see what happens. You know, we're, we're up very much at the idea that Rafinha is someone Arsenal are pushing hard for. There's said to be a meeting with the club next week um, to try and wrap up a deal for the player. So if it would be done as early as a Tuesday, you'd think it would have been done already, which is quite the claim. I'm not going to sit there and say definitely wrong because that would be silly. What I will say is that I think it's probably worth taking that with a pinch of salt. If Air says, Tom, could Arsenal's plan be uh, to test our two new strikers in Eddie and Jesus till the January window? And maybe if we need to get a striker during that winter window, maybe it is. But I don't know why we wouldn't just go out and sign the striker now. Um, there's a lot of games we've got before January rolls around. And I don't really want to cost ourselves half a season if we've got plans to to bring a striker in in January. I'd rather see us fast forward those plans um, to this summer transfer, and especially considering we didn't bring anyone in 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 the last January window, you know? So I'll, we'll wait and see what happens. I don't want the January window being somewhat, so a window that we actually always sign players in. You know, the January window for me is there in case we have injuries. It's there in case we need to bring someone in on loan. We should have our business done in the summer. So the January window is obsolete for Arsenal. You know, we shouldn't be looking, going into that January window and thinking, wow, you know, we need to get this loads of business done. We need to sign this player and that player and that player. No, January is for opportunities to plug holes and to cover in the short term. And the summer is where you should build your squad. That's what should happen. Uh, Rich says, Tom, do you think the move away from Hickey towards Martinez means Arteta wants to play Saliba at right back? I'm a bit worried about the fullback positions, especially since it's not Martinez's best. Um, I Look, the Hickey links, obviously, Arsenal have an interest. They've you know tracked him, they've scouted him, they've got him on a list of players that they're interested in following. But it's always been very much the Italian media pushing that rhetoric, pushing that deal, pushing the idea that Arsenal were close to getting that deal done. Um, it never really came from the English side of things that we were close in any way 
to getting hickey done. So to say that we've moved might not necessarily be true. Not your fault, of course, because, you know, it's what you've been told through reports coming out from different places. But I think actually it's more so towards the idea that we want a player that can give us what Tommy Asu gives us on the left-hand side if we need him, but also give us plenty more in loads of other positions as well. Uh, let's, we've got, wow, there's 1,500 of you watching. That's amazing. Thank you so much for the continued support on the channel, guys. If you could drop a like on the video, I'd really, really appreciate it. And subscribe as well if you haven't done so already. We'll be doing these shows all throughout the week and keeping you up to date and, of course, answering your questions. We're also going to be doing our shows in the afternoons and evenings too. Um, plenty of content to come throughout the transfer window as we get now into pre-season, which has begun. The players return today. Fantastic stuff. Weedy says, do you think uh, now all Neves' rumours have gone cold? He might be a shock signing that nobody saw coming. I don't think so because he's just so expensive. Ruben Neves just costs so incredibly much, over £70 million Wolves supposedly want for this guy. I don't see him being a surprise or a shock signing because I feel those signings will be the 30 and below kind of deals. But who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Matty says, hi, Tom. Thanks for the brilliant content as always. Thanks, mate. Uh, Calvin Phillips to City was a shock and everyone seems to be solid in midfield. Do you think our midfield will compete? You know, the options that we've got are Odegaard, Fabio Vieira, Partey, Xhaka, uh, Lukonga and El Nenny, plus any youth options you would say that we need a signing. I would think that we need a signing in that area, especially in the number eight role, to really add and strengthen and improve. Because every time I look at the starting three, the starting three right now hasn't really changed. You know, Odegaard, Partey, Xhaka is our starting three right now. That's not an improvement on last season, you would say, because we've not added anything besides those players naturally developing. Fabio Vieira can, of course, compete with Martin Odegaard for that number 10 slash number eight position. But we've not brought anyone in to compete with Xhaka. We've obviously brought in Lakonga to be a competitor slash future replacement for Partey. And Elneny's there as cover. Um, I, I just think that that is an issue that I would take. I would take Umbridge with. And I think that Arsenal need to press in and move for a midfielder in the summer. If they don't do that, I said last summer was a failure because we didn't sign a central midfielder. And I will say again this year, if we don't bring in a central midfielder, that is a failure because it is a crucial area of the team that we need to make sure that we improve upon for next season. Uh, the Hope the Kill says, your, your don't criticise rhetoric actually is more problematic and argumentative. With a 200 million spend, I expect a top three, four finish. I have heard you say the same. It's no different. Push that message, not division. Um, I assume you meant you don't criticize rhetoric. Um, but when it comes down to kind of the idea of don't criticize, I don't think you'll find a single show where I've told people not to criticize. Never in a million years do I think anyone should not have an opinion where they can't criticize. Me right now, where I, uh, where I sit in June is I would not be sitting here going at the club, attacking the club, saying I expect this and this and this and put the pressure on this. No, I'm not going to do that in June. I'm going to do that when the season starts. I'm going to do that when we start losing or dropping points. I hope it doesn't happen, and hopefully it shouldn't happen. You know, I want to see this club go as far as it feasibly can. I'm not going to sit in June and say that, but don't ever say that I'm not going to sit here and say, you're not allowed to criticise, because that's never, ever the way the channel works. Everyone's entitled to their opinion if they can put it across in a respectful way. 
it's my opinion that I would not be sitting here and saying, you, you know, attacking the club now or going, the expectation now is this X, Y, and Z in June. I just don't agree with that. I'm not saying that you can't say it. I'm saying I wouldn't, and I will criticise you for having that position in June. That's where I'm at. But to turn around and say that we, I've ever said you can't criticise, and that's divisive, is just not true. You know, anyone can criticise, anyone can have an opinion as long as it's respectful. But I personally wouldn't be sitting in June and doing those things. But no, you've completely misled anyone reading that comment, unfortunately. Uh, Pulash says, uh, if we sign Jesus, Rafinha, Martinez, our bench will be Turner, Salibas, Martinez, Holding, Laconga, Smith-Rowe, Gabby, Vieira and Ketia with Cedric, Elneny, Balogun, Tavares in reserve. If we sign Tielemans, who drops to the bench? Probably Xhaka, but of course, I have said a number of times that best 11s don't really work right now, to be honest. Best 11s for Arsenal should never really be a thing because we need to rotate. You know, if you went to Manchester City's team and you said, Pep, what's your best 11? I don't think he'd give you an answer. I don't think he'd be able to give you his best 11 because City rotates so regularly because they've built a squad with so much depth of quality, they don't have a best 11. And Arsenal need to be in the same position where we don't have a best 11. We have an 11 that's almost impossible to pick our best team. That's what we need to see next season. And I want to see plenty of rotation and I want to see plenty of um, freshness every week, every game, so that we can cope with having all of those positions. Let's go to Daniel says, love the show. Thanks, mate. Apart from the obvious new signings, what do you think we have to see on the pitch to start seeing more consistent results? Great question. Consistency last season obviously was hilted by our um, by the injuries to Partey and Tomiyasu and Xhaka in the first half of the campaign. Um, the chaos in the striker position. Uh, all of that contributed to a lack of consistency. But also, decision-making from the manager at times was off. You know, the, the selection against Brighton in that home game where we put Xhaka at left-back, we allowed Conga to be the lone number six. That was a massive mistake by Arteta that probably cost us three points. And you could pinpoint that as a game and say, we didn't get top four because we missed out on three points. And you could definitely point to that game and go, that was one of the reasons of missed opportunities because we made a mistake in team selection. So whilst I can point to injuries, and I do, as you know, you still have to look to the manager and say, you've made mistakes with your team selection. You've made mistakes with your in-game management and your substitutions. And Arteta needs to be better in that regard next season if we want to have a chance of getting into the top four, which is never going to be easy because, you know, <clears throat> there's this idea around Arsenal have spent 200 odd million or they might spend 200 odd million. Therefore, we have to get into the top four. And for me, you know, Whilst my expectation for Arsenal next season is to qualify for the Champions League, because that's progression. Arsenal need to progress to a point where they're then challenging. If we're not progressing, we're not going anywhere. And that's when I start to ask questions. For me, next season Champions League qualification is my expectation. Now, there may be, for whatever reason, factors or reasons we don't get it. I will judge that come the end of next season, just like I did the end of last season. But with this upcoming year, Arteta needs to improve in a number of areas. One was the decision-making in the recruitment, and that looks to be happening, which is great. The other is with his in-game management, 
timing of substitutions, timing of when to take certain players off, timing of when to change the system or the shape of the way that we play to be a bit more aggressive or a little bit more conservative. That needs to improve. Um, team selection in certain games, not panicking. And also, I think also from a social aspect, how he deals with certain questions needs to improve still at times. Be a little bit more amenable to the media at times, but also be savvy in question answering as well. That That's only going to bring the uh, the fans on side that much more. That's what I want to see. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Javier says, uh, or Javier, I should say, uh, Arteta won't guarantee any 21-year-old centre-back a place in the team, especially as he hasn't played in the Premier League yet. I'm not so sure. He guaranteed a 22-year-old, Tommy Asu, never played Premier League football, a start at right-back indefinitely until he got injured. So I don't necessarily agree. Um, of course, when we signed Gabriel at 22, 23 years of age as well, no Premier League experience, came in, started. I don't necessarily think that's the case. Saliba will come back in and Saliba will hopefully be given opportunities. I think they will come from the bench at the start and then in the Europa League and the Carabao Cup, he'll get those opportunities to play. Um, Arsenal should never be a guarantee of a start for, for nearly any player. You know, you need to earn your spot to be in the squad and that's going to be the same for anyone that we bring in next season. You know, Jesus, Rafinha, will need to earn their place in the team at the same time. They'll probably start, you know, especially Jesus, who just spent a lot of money on a starting striker. But you've got Nketiah, who we've just invested a lot of money into renew his contract. Now that's going to push it everywhere. And that's what I want. I don't want comfortability in the squad. I don't want players feeling like they have an easy ride at Arsenal. I want players knowing that whatever they position they play, there's someone behind them that is going to be absolutely competing to try and steal their spot in the squad. That's what I want. That's the Arsenal that I want because we've had too many players like Giroud and Bellerin and Chesney um, and Kieran Gibbs at times and Koscielny and Mustafi uh, and Xhaka um, that have just been far, far too... Um, just not worth, um, you know, just not worth going for because they haven't had someone competing for them in those spots. And and that's what ultimately we need, is we need someone who can compete in those spots. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But uh, Arsenal have a lot of work still to do this summer. I'm looking forward to seeing what the rest of the summer holds and I'm looking forward uh, to what happens. NF says, stop with the Champions League rubbish. Third loser is not a trophy. Win something or sack Arteta. Half a billion in 3.5 years. Uh, this is These are the types of opinions that I am so desperate to have voiced on the channel. You know, sometimes we do these phone-in shows and then after the phone-in show, uh, we have comments uh, that are put after the video. And I'm like, where on earth were these people when I did the phone-in show? Why Why is it that I can't ever, it's not possible to get people to come on and voice these types of views, to be questioned on those types of views, to answer questions on these types of opinions? That's what I always want. So NF, whoever you may be, sitting in your bedroom somewhere in the world, watching the show, send me a DM. Come on the show. Tell me to my face what you think about these views, why you have them, and answer some questions about them. That's all I want to see. That's all I want to see is these opinions voiced in person on a phone-in show. 
all I've asked for. And it's so difficult to nail down these people. It's unbelievable. Anyway, uh, we are. I think it's probably a good place to wrap things up. Thank you so much, guys, uh, for tuning in. It's always an absolute pleasure uh, to speak to you every single morning. If you haven't already dropped a like on the video, do subscribe. Do uh, join up for us at 10 a.m. as well. I'll be live over on the Arsenal Way. Uh, link in the description, as always, in the link tree. Uh, and then I'll be back around 6 o'clock tonight for our second show of the day discussing something Arsenal-related, of course. Um, do go check out our shows from yesterday. Do go over to the Gooners pod as well and listen to Mike's show, breaking down where on earth all this money is coming from, because um, that's always a really good thing. And we do stream this show on Twitch as well, if you ever prefer listening on Twitch. So that's always there. As I can see, uh, Jashan Man uh, has, has pointed out, joining us there on Twitch. Thank you so much. Um, so thank you, as always, for making this a big part of your day, your morning, and your life. Uh, we're closing in on episode 200, believe it or not, of this show. Uh, and in fact, we'll reach that on Thursday. So I don't know if we're going to do anything special for that, but Thursday will be episode 200 of this show. Madness. Imagine when we started doing this, we had about 100 people watching, and now there's 1,500 of you watching live. Amazing. Thank you so much for the support. As always, I will see you this afternoon and then tomorrow morning again. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.